I've got a question for you. Did you ever get the feeling like you were missing transmissions on your scanner radio? Maybe you hear one half and then the scanner goes back into scan mode and you never hear the rest of the conversation leaving you hanging? What happens next? Well, I have some suggestions to this problem coming up on the podcast. Stick around. All units stand three. It now appears as though shots are being fired. All officers use caution. It has been confirmed. Suspects are armed and are firing at police. Hey, you know My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School. We teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. Now, I've been scanning since about the time that I could crawl because my grandfather and my father have always had a scanner radio running in the background, and it's their love of scanning that is transferred to me, and I'd like to transfer some of that over to you. So to say I've got about 40 years of scanning experience under my belt, yeah, I, I pretty much do. <laughs> So in one form or another. So listen, this is a topic that I'm kind of living my way through here. I don't have any notes. I don't have anything written in front of me because the chemo at this point has taken away my ability to type. I am typing with an index finger on my right hand and a ring finger or a pinky on my left hand. That is how bad things have gotten around here. But the good news is I'm now done with chemotherapy. After six long months, the doctor cleared me and said, we're done with chemo. I'm not cancer-free yet, for those of you who are following at home, but we are getting there, and we'll find out what date I will be cancer-free someday soon. So being that we are at living here, this will have a different feel to it, and I hope that you like it. So we're listening to our scanners, right? Here's the scenario that's playing out. We're listening to our scanners, we hear a transmission, and... The scanner then goes back into scan. Maybe we don't hear anything that's worth listening to or the scanner doesn't pick anything up. But we eventually get back to the same frequency or talk group that we were just listening to. And we've noticed that we're catching them mid-reply or the call is that part of the call is over. If it's like a police dispatch and now we're listening to another call, right? Something happened. We missed it. Why did we miss it? That's really what we have to get down to the root cause here. Why did we miss it? And what can we do? to prevent this from happening again. And we're going to go back into a particular term here called keep it simple, silly. All right. Well, keep it simple, silly, just to not offend anybody by calling them stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And if it does offend you, I do apologize. But we're going to stick it to the KISS method here, right? Keep it simple, stupid. And it's, it's one of these things that let's explain why this happens, okay? If we're listening to conventional channels. Let's just look at it this way first, conventional radio programming. What happens is, is we listen to something and then we program our scanners in and we say, how long do we want to sit on this frequency before we resume scanning, okay? Now, this could be zero delay time. This could be a two-second delay time, which, by the way, is pretty much, I would say, the standard On my live feeds, though, I stick with three seconds because I think it gives it enough time to either catch what's coming up next or move on, right? 
And that might be something you might think about is extending your delay time. And what that basically does is transmission drops, scanner waits X number of seconds before moving on to scanning again. This is something that we can set in our unit and scanners. And I really need to go back through my Whistler programming to find out if delay time is just a zero and one, basically an on-off bit, or you can pick your delay time. I, I can't remember which way it works in the Whistler world. But I know for a fact in the Uden world, we have options such as minus 10, minus 5, minus 2, 0, 2, 3, 4, 5, I think 10, whatever it happens to be. And in some scanners, we can actually pick the number themselves. So what does the minus sign mean? Well, the minus sign means that no matter what's happening, right, there could be an active transmission that's happening right now. It doesn't matter. Once that delay, negative delay timer has been satisfied, the scanner is going to go back into a scan mode right? doesn't matter if you're mid-sentence. Boom, you're scanning again. But the positive scan numbers basically means that we're going to halt after transmission's over, and then we're going to then resume if nothing happens here. Now, another thing we need to realize here too is some frequencies have, again, conventional-wise, a carrier on a repeater. So what happens is, is the frequency stays active after the transmitting unit drops their carrier. This is, happens a lot in, say, GMRS or amateur radio, where the repeater stays open, stays up, stays transmitting on the output for X number of seconds, kind of waiting and hanging. It's called a hang time for another unit or operator to key up their radio and to start transmitting. This kind of alleviates a duty cycle of off, on, off, on, off, on again, and it just keeps things running. But some public safety entities don't operate that way. They will basically just drop the repeater carrier when the transmitting carrier drops. So we have to remember too how we want to set up our radio if we're going to play around delay time. Are we going to compensate for a hang time or are we going to compensate for repeaters that don't have hang time? And again, you'll know if it has a hang time or not because you'll notice that there's some quiet period between transmissions, especially between when unit A and unit B are talking or say dispatcher and field unit, okay? That's how you'll know if there's a hang time there, if the transmission stays active or the repeater stays active or the carrier stays active. Okay, so we're, we've got this established right now. The scanner is listening to something, somebody's transmitting, they de-key, the scanner now has satisfied either your delay time, the hang time, etc., and it goes back into scan mode. One of two things is going to happen here. You're going to go through all of the frequencies that you happen to have in your scan list. You're not going to hear anything. Nothing is active, and the scanner is going to come back to the original right starting point from where it started resuming scanning again. And again, if there's activity, it's going to stop and listen. If there's no activity, yeah, you're just going to continue to scan until you find activity here. But what happens if the original frequency had activity on it? Well, you could have missed it. And why would that have happened? Let's talk about two reasons why that could have happened here. The first one is you're scanning with a Baofeng and you have a really slow scan rate of basically one channel per second, which would mean it would take almost 100 seconds for you to go from top to bottom again. Now, again, I don't know if it's exactly one channel per second here, but let's just say it's a half a, or two channels per second or something like that, right? It still takes you a minute to scan through 128 channels. That's a long, long, long time. Again, I haven't read the specs on the, on the Baofeng, but it does feel that way, right? So that could be one part of the problem, that your radio that you're using is just slow, right? It can't get out of its own way when it wants to scan. 
The other option here is that you've got way too many conventional channels in here. Like say you have a, I don't know, a BCD or BC785D, let's put it that way. And you've maxed it out with all 1,000 conventional channels in there. You're scanning 1,000 channels, right? And if just one of them is busy, then that, yeah, it's going to slow up your return to get back there. But what if two channels are busy, three channels are busy? Scanners will scan a lot faster than two-way radios, especially Baofangs. Now, to say, we're going to talk about Baofangs later on, but let's just say we're going to hold them for later, all right? They, they, do, they do have a place here, and they do have a place in this conversation. Not a negative place, but a positive place. So we're going to get to that in a second. So we've got a conventional problem, right? Either too slow with scan speed, too many channels to go through, too large of a delay time or a hang time or something like that, that's preventing us from coming back to the original transmission. But what happens now if we have a trunk system? And a trunk system is a multi-edge sword here when it comes to, or, or a multi-different ways of, of really being the one, <laughs> one-armed man in a wallpaper uh, hanging contest here. So... Let's explain trunking for you really quickly. What trunking basically does, for anybody who doesn't know, is the fact that you've got a small resource of voice frequencies, a single control channel that's usually active, and you have a ton of members that are out there on this radio system who are grouped together in talk groups, such as police, fire, EMS, etc. right? That's just to name three talk groups. And again, every talk group could have, let's just say, I don't know, 100 users each, okay? Let's just keep it easy. So now you've got 300 people each 100 monitoring three talk groups, you've got maybe, let's just say you have 200 talk groups on a system, but they're only listening to one control channel. All these 200 talk groups are monitoring one control channel, and they're all sharing, let's just say, 20 voice channels, okay? So what happens is, is when your radio is not actively talking, or when your scanner's monitoring for a set of talk groups, it's listening to the control channel, okay? And in order to do that, it jumps on a control channel and it says, okay, yes, this is this is what I'm expecting to hear. It's a P25 system. It's a Motorola system. It's a EDAC system. It's an LTR system, whatever, it's a DMR system, whatever it is you put in your radio. And it says, yes, I can receive stuff. I have a control channel. I know what my, my step sizes are. I, I know the layout here. I know what my neighbors are and i'm listening here for about three or four seconds to see if anything that is in my scan list is active great perfect well if a talk group is active guess what happens you go to the talk group the talk group whatever voice channel that happens to be on and when that talk group is done you go back to the control channel and again you scan through the control channel for a second or two and, and you say okay is there any other talk groups on my list that is active and if there are, you'll go there. And if not, you'll hang out there until the next thing is supposed to happen in your scanner. What's that next thing that's supposed to happen in your scanner? Well, it all depends on how you've programmed up your radio. It will either go to the next site in this same trunk system. And then again, what's it going to do? It's going to go to the next site. It's going to say, yes, I have a control channel here. This is the same site as the last system I listened to, are there any active trunk talk groups that I should be listening to on this new site? And when there is something, it's going to listen. And if there's nothing there, it's going to go undo the next thing that you've told the scanner to do. Maybe there's a third site you want to listen to. Okay. And maybe you jump on this third site and that third site doesn't carry any public safety, for example. Maybe it carries only radio techs 
and buses and non-emergency kind of service talk groups. Well, now you are sitting on a site that has no activity from any of the talk groups that you've just put into your scanner, but your scanner's sitting there for two seconds or so waiting for activity because it doesn't know any better. It's doing what you told it to do. It's monitoring this particular site, but it doesn't have anything there. Let's let's look at this way, this way for another example. In my neighboring county, there's a 700 layer and an 800 layer. Well, the 800 layer has everything on it with the exception basically of fire and EMS, Okay. So if I wanted to listen to PD, I would only put in the 800 layer. If I happen to put the 700 layer into my scanner for police, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to hear nothing. If I put 700 and 800, I'll listen on the 800. It'll scan through, listen to the talk groups. Then it will go to the 700 layer and sit there for two seconds after it acquires its marbles and realizes, yes, this is the site and the system I should be on. We'll scan through our, our talk group list. And it's going to say, yep, nothing here to scan. And it'll go back to the 800 layer. And again, it's going to regain its marbles. And then it'll say, okay, let's scan through the list here. Well, while it was down in 700, regaining its marbles, scanning, come back to 800, regaining its marbles, and scanning again, you might have missed something. Which is why it's very important to realize when you're programming your scanners to take note of what site you might be listening to and catching all of your talk groups on. Let's confuse this even more. My own county has a has two UHF layers, basically. They have a primary, and let's call it a secondary or a north system. Then they have two 700 layers, again, north and south, and an 800 layer. Well, what happens if you programmed all of this into your scanner in my county? You would only hear activity right now, currently, on the 400 megahertz system. I'm sorry, the 500 megahertz system and the 800 megahertz system. And what's on the 800 system isn't on the 500 megahertz system, and some of what's on the 500 system isn't on the 800. But some of what is on the 500 is also on the 800 system. What's on the 700? I don't think anything. I think that one is still being rolled out here. But what I'm saying here is, holy crap, right? You have to know how to program your radios in order to be able to monitor what it is you want to listen to. Now, this is where the fun part of the hobby comes in. Look at your radio. See what it is doing, right? Take note. Does it only say 800 simulcast when I hear police? Do I ever see 700 simulcast? Do I ever see north system, south system? If not, cut it out. Cut it out of your scanner. By eliminating that delay, we are doing more with less. And that, now that we're about 15 minutes into this podcast episode, is really the theme here. To do more with less less. We're doing more scanning by telling the scanner to do less scanning. With the conventional systems, if you have a thousand channels in there, do we need all thousand channels in there? If not, lock them out. Eliminate them. Turn those banks off. The scanner will do more listening with less work that it has to do. So again, we are eliminating problems And this is, again, a lot of where the hobby comes in from because you're going to program your radios and you're going to say, okay, you know, is there a better way to do this? Maybe there's something more in here I want to listen to. Maybe there's, I don't hear this as often as I thought it was. Why why am I bothering to listen to this? Or, boy, this, this always seems to tie things up. But again, this is why we don't listen to the world either. If you're not interested in, say, 
utilities or marine, but you want to program them into your radio anyway, then you can put them in a bank where you can lock them out. And then only turn them on when you're interested in them. For example, let's talk about another one where this really comes into play with doing more with less is mill air. Military air is in and out. Why is this? Because they talk, I would believe, on Vox, a voice activated. But there's no squelch tail. There's no carrier. It's a voice transmission and it's done. That's it. And if you happen to scan right by it or search right by them, and you miss them, well, that's the reason why. This is where we have to put in our hold time or delay time on these frequencies so that if they drop carrier, we can give our scanner an opportunity to sit, stay, and wait for another plane to respond back. Not only does this happen in Miller, but this also happens in standard aviation or marine traffic. It also happens in railroad types of traffic. Fire ground communications could be another one. So we're talking about doing more with less. And right now we've only talked about one radio here. Optimizing the one radio. People have said, well, I heard that if you set your radio up to scan from lowest frequency to highest frequency, that helps with the scan rate. You know what? I think that really with today's scanners, maybe the older scanners, that might have been something. We're talking about scanning from 20 years ago. But with today's modern scanners, I think that they scan pretty quick no matter which way you set them up. I mean, we're going to look at fractions of a second. My whole deal here is if you have one radio, right, set it up so that you only listen to the site or the sites you need if you're trunking. Only make sure that you've got the right systems or conventional channels in that you want to listen to. Don't put the world in there. Set things up so they're in banks properly and eliminate the banks you don't want to hear if you don't want to hear them. Pretty simple. But if you're looking for an excuse <laughs> to spend more money in the hobby, which I am really one to talk when it comes to not buying radios because I just actually inventoried my my scanning here and we are into the triple digits, believe it or not, as to how many radios I have floating around here right now. Yeah, somebody's got a problem. Listen, on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about really how to keep things simple by doing more with less, maybe more with more. For everybody who is a Patreon supporter at the $3 a month level, you won't get this break. We can continue this conversation immediately. For everybody else, we'll catch you all in just a second. As a reminder, you can help support the podcast by going to scannerschool.com slash Patreon for as low as a dollar a month. We'll catch you all in just a second. Chances are pretty good that you shop online and buy things online. So whether it's Amazon or eBay or Scanner Master, maybe you got a new radio and you're going to buy new software from Butel. You can help support the podcast with your online purchases. If you use our support page before buying things online, you can support our show without it costing you a single cent. So before you buy your groceries, your golf balls, your socks, or maybe a new radio, software, or whatever it is. We would love it if you could use our affiliate links before you make that purchase. And this will help support the show at no additional cost to you. Go to scannerschool.com support to find out how you can help us out. Thanks again. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? 
Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby? I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com slash tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. Unication's G2 to G5 pages are great additions to your radio collection. Not only can they alert you with two-tone pager activations, but they can also monitor your local P25 simulcast systems that many scanner radios have problems receiving. And of course, many of our scanner school listeners are happily using their Unication pagers to scan their local trunk systems. How do I know? Because they've reached out to tell me. My company, East Coast Pagers, is an authorized Unication, Swiss phone, and Apollo pager dealer. We not only support departments and agencies, but also the home hobby user as well. Find us online at eastcoastpagers.com. Okay, well, we teased this on the other side of the break. Yeah, my name is Phil, and I've got a problem with scanners and radios. I've got triple-digit radios. And that's what I want to talk about in the second half of this podcast episode, is doing a little bit more with more. And why are we saying this? Well, that Baofeng that we kind of teased at the first half of this podcast episode, really can make a difference and serve a purpose. Because again, we're looking at a radio here that costs $25, $35, $40 maybe, on the cheap side. We're not talking about the higher end, I, I air quotes, higher end about fung radios. But they can serve a purpose, even though they have a slow scan speed. If there's a particular frequency that you enjoy listening to or a particular frequency that if something should happen on, you want to know about and you don't want to miss a single transmission on and it's conventional and it's FM because <laughs> they don't work in AM, a Baofeng radio could fit the bill. For example, I listen to my fire department 24-7. Right. In fact, I have multiple radios in multiple different locations on that one frequency. Yeah, I'm tying up a Home Patrol one in my kitchen for an FM analog department. And in here in my little radio room next to my little messy studio, I have a Unication G1 pager that monitors my fire department. And in my Baofeng, position one, my fire department. Not my fire department, I'm not a volunteer, but you know what I'm talking about. The fire department that serves my town. And why is that? Well, because I want to know everything that happens for every call that's happening in the district that we have here. And maybe I have a couple of radios that are set up with the departments that we would be mutualating to, or my department's town's department would be mutualating to, or they would be mutualating into where we live, kind of keeping tabs on the perimeter. So I might have a second radio that's doing that, right? We're doing more with more here, is what I'm saying. I have radios set up, specifically set up for a certain function. This way, I don't miss transmissions that I want to hear. This also means that I can now free up radios with bigger scan lists, and they don't have to sit and listen to those frequencies anymore because I have other radios that are doing that job. Now, again... 
doing more with more, which also could cost you more. And it all depends on what it is you want to do here. This situation here and this example works out really well for me because I can use any radio under the sun. I can use anything, a cheap $35 Baofeng radio. But maybe I want to listen to U.S. Coast Guard Channel 16 and 22, 23. Again, I can use a cheap eBay radio that you can score for less than 50 bucks to monitor just that. Or you can get a cheap radio to monitor just the local aviation and free up your SDS 200 for that, right? You don't need the $600, $700 radio to monitor an FM carrier or an EDAC system or a Motorola Type 2 system. But for many of us, I get it, right? Money is tight. Money is something that is hard to come by. And I, I, I get it. And you saved and you treated yourself. Or maybe you sold older gear and work your way into the SDS 200. And for that, hats off to you. I applaud you because you were able to take your hobby and grow with the hobby. But if you're at that point, that we're talking about today where you're missing transmissions and it's frustrating you that you're missing transmissions and you want to be able to capture everything. This is why we're talking about doing more with less, doing more with more. <laughs> so let's talk about this now too. Do we need a second SDS 200? I don't know. That all depends on what it is you are doing. If you have simulcast issues and you want to park on, say, a, a trunk system and one particular talk group or two or three talk groups, right? Yeah, that could be problematic. But another solution for this could be to dive into software-defined radio. A cheap $25, $30 dongle might be something that all you need to do is park that on the control channel and tell it, I want these two or three talk groups. Heck, you can even set it up so you say, I want these two or three talk groups as a priority. And I want them to override any transmissions that are happening on this system. So if, say, I don't know, you were listening to just something to pass the time. Maybe it's a bus route or maybe it's DPW, right? Not to dismiss anybody who works in DPW, but you want to hear the fire transmission. You want to hear that, 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 that police call, right? You can set a priority on those two is that if any one of them keys up on the trunk system, then your software-defined radio will automatically go there. You could take things even a step further. Say if you are running Unitrunker or SDR trunk, you could tie it into trunk recorder. And what that allows you to do is to... Basically, you could have SDR trunk and unit trunker basically archive every single tunable talk group that you can monitor with your single or multiple dongle situation here. It will record all those transmissions independently onto your hard drive. And then if you use trunk recorder, you can then create your own playlist. And what that allows you to do now is to play back every single transmission from the beginning to the end of that transmission and then play the next transmission from start to finish, from capital to period. 
and then the next transmission, and then the next transmission. In other words, you are queuing up every single transmission that happens on that system. You're not scanning anymore. You are DVRing, basically, what's happening on the system. Really, really cool setup here. And you can even go back and filter through, say, I just want to hear all the police calls for the last hour, last day. I want to hear all the fire dispatch calls for the last hour, the last day. And it can create the playlist that just has those talk groups, and you can go through and play them back. Yeah, that is a really cool way to do that. Now, I'm still working on my SDR for Windows course. And again, having multiple fingers in Band-Aids, having cancer for the last year, and going through all that has really slowed me down on finishing that. But that's where the course is going to go. And if you want to get your toes wet in the SDR world, I recommend checking out our free course over at courses.scannerschool.com. Sign up for our free course. We'll get you started with a software-defined radio in a Windows environment. We'll show you how to use SDR Sharp. I'll show you how to use DSD Plus public release, which will get you going with DMR and get you going with analog and, and, and just get you going with that software-defined radio. It'll take about an afternoon to get you going from the time that you un unbox the SDR and plug it into your computer and get the drivers loaded and, and get things tuned up and ready to go. But the advanced course, the paid for course, will go through even more stuff and get you through the trunking stuff and whatnot. And again, both of them are available at courses.scannerschool.com. So multiple different ways here to skin a cat is really what it comes down to. Do more with less. In other words, eliminate what you don't need to listen to in your scanner, this will allow you to listen to more of those transmissions you want to hear. But you could do more with more if you have multiple radios. You can hear more of what it is you want to listen to if you delegate scanners, I said plural, scanners or radios to a particular job function. And again, for example, I've segmented mine into live feeds because that's the kind of guy I am. And many of you are throwing tomatoes at your podcast player because you guys don't really like some of you guys don't like live feed providers but i have one radio set up for my county fire my neighboring county fire my neighboring county police and whether or not i was live streaming or not that is how i would have them set up because i want one radio dedicated to a particular thing and I have other radios that I've set aside. One of these 100 radios I have will be set up to listen to aviation, Coast Guard, railroads. I plan on setting one up just to listen to low band and just listening to hear what I could happen to hear on low band. Because again, it's always cool to see what you can pick up, right? So there's a lot of stuff out there that when we start segmenting, we're going to hear more of these kinds of things. And again, Maybe there's a radio I might set up that eliminates all of the frequencies that I can identify, and I'll just have it search out things that I can't hear. I don't know. It's just something you could play around with. But you don't have to break the bank to do this. For example, my county's P25 system, if I want to listen to Medcom, I'm fortunate enough where I don't have to deal with simulcast on the UHF system, and it's phase one. So I can jump on eBay and pick up a BCD 790, I'm sorry, BC 796D or a 785D or a Pro 96 or a 2096 or just something that is old at this point, right? But it will still do the trick. 
Or maybe you can pick up a 996T or XT or a P2 for somebody that is trying to get into an SDS 200 and SDS 100. There's ways into this, right? So with that being said, I would love to know how you are doing more or less. How are you scanning and making sure you don't miss any transmissions? What in this rambling podcast episode that I didn't script out, would you have added? What did I miss? Because I'm sure as soon as I listen to this on the replay when it comes back from the editors, I'm going to say, oh, I should have talked about that. And you know what? If that does happen, I'll be posting them as a shorts on my YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram channels as additional stuff. So make sure you subscribe to us over there. But again, what did I miss? You want to tell me? Join us on Discord, scannerschool.com slash Discord. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Altrack, Arthur Heron, Bill K, Bob Ross, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Danielle Cavallella, David Dombrowski, David Pasco, David C, David Kuzneski, Danny Crotty, Dylan Hyder, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Davos, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, Jake Jacobson, James Broxson, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jeff Waldrop, Jenny Taylor, Jim B, Jim Heinrich, John Cordov, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Luke Hartnett, Mark Beebe, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Mike Lopez, Mike Pilts, Nicholas Stanger, Paul Bowling, Paul Teal, Randy Young, Raven Hill, Rich Palmari, Ronnie Box, Scott Lefgrand, Terry Wright, Thomas Jampino, Todd Glendie, and William Arcand. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.